Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu, and That's Badass Wood Art. Remember to hit like and subscribe to stay up to date with all of our latest Vikings content, including this video today. Um, before, though, before we get into final 53-man roster breakdown, we are going to be doing a giveaway here soon. Um, I have with me just this glorious Lake Monster hat. It's fall weather soon unfortunately um and i feel like these Can colors go unfortunately with the... oh my gosh Here we <laughs> this go. fall weather is the best weather matt, fall, weather's is fault. The... fall weather is the best weather you should have okay. told them this is your fault matt i know i i take <laughs> full responsibility for what's about to happen on this show but yeah once we get to 3100 subscribers on youtube we'll be giving away this hat to a lucky subscriber so make sure you tell your friends and family hit the like and subscribe um, all weather means football weather, baby. Come on. That's true. That is true. Um, let's let's dive in. Tuesday is cut down day for the NFL. Um, we've already started to see some cuts roll in this Sunday, uh, but I thought it'd be a good opportunity. We, w- we went through it a couple weeks ago, just position by position, um, get a feel for where everybody's head is at. I, I we'll think- do it better this time. We, we Matt and I struggled through the last time, so we'll, we'll do better. <laughs> And thank you also for the the people in the chat already joining us. Uh, we're curious to know your thoughts as well. So make sure you put them in the comments below as we kind of uh, roll through this thing. So, Ryan, are you ready? <laughs> Born ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's start. Let's start with Makai Blackman. Just see what Ryan thinks, you know. Come, no, just go just right play. from there. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um <laughs> Hey, I'm not. No, come on. Hey, we all make mistakes. Yeah, it was a joke, bro. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> so I think it's the easiest to just go position by position. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get a feel for how everyone thinks, and then I'll be keeping track of what we consensus. Yeah, we'll do the math. We'll we'll keep the math going because I feel like Matt yes. and I definitely struggled with that last time. We'll yes, keep the math we definitely. Did. This is not a mad math podcast. No, so, definitely not. We don't have Eric Eager here. The, the biggest question surrounding <laughs> uh, the quarterback group is, will they finally keep three quarterbacks? Historically, they've only kept two dating back. I mean, probably before 2020, but I have the numbers in front of me. The last three seasons, they've only kept two quarterbacks. Um, how does everyone here feel about whether or not they keep three quarterbacks? And when I say keep three quarterbacks, I essentially mean keeping Jaron Hall. Well, I, I think – uh, yesterday after the game, Kevin O'Connell was asked this almost point blankly, and he responded that he wants to keep Jaron Hall around. Um, and that would imply that he's not going to take the risk of putting him on the uh, practice squad. So I, I feel like that's a pretty firm answer for us that he's going to be sticking around on the 53-man roster. I guess theoretically they could cut Nick Mullins and just keep Jaron Hall. But no, I, I'm, I, I feel pretty confident they're keeping all three. With the, with the new rule, I just think – that third string quarterback is even more like vital to teams. Like you'll see less teams cutting those guys to try to put them on the practice squad and mm-hmm. you'll see them keep them on the practice on the 53 because of that, that new, that new QB rule, that third QB rule on the 53 man roster. So um, I just don't see the Vikings cutting hall at this point. It doesn't make sense. Why, why would they like draft him in the fifth round, go through all that work, let him play that entire preseason game and then just kind of cut bait with them or at least risk cutting bait with them. Um, it's just doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. I think he showed enough progress 
um, that he's earned that QB three role. And I think that QB three role has become even more important to teams than it, like I said earlier, like it has before because of that new rule where you can, you could dress all three quarterbacks, but that third guy doesn't count towards your 43 act 46 active roster. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it just wouldn't make sense to not keep him at this, at this stage. Ryan. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Miles just likes them, you know, because he kind of they kind of got a little similarity, right? They kind of look like each other. <laughs> it's like his little brother over here. No, no, he I, might be honestly, older than me. Jaron Hall might be older than me. <laughs> no, he. <laughs> Come on, we got we know how old you are. No, honestly, he did show oh some progress throughout the preseason. Uh, this last game, I think they tried to open him up a little bit more, right? Uh, giving him some more three step drops rather than just rollouts and and, and screen passes and. Not that he looked great, but right, he showed progress, and yep. I'm happy about that. And hopefully, he continues to do so. And um, yeah, I think he makes the team. I, I think he makes the team as the third quarterback. All right, that's the easiest one we're going to have, I think, today. As the position groups will get tougher. Aaron even alludes to it right here. We got so many good tight ends and wide receivers. It's going to be tough. The more you keep in one area, stresses you in another, and that's for sure. So we'll get down into that. So let's transition um, to running back. There's a lot of questions surrounding this group. Obviously, Alex, Alexander Madison is is a lock. Um, I, I think would say Ty, Ty Chandler. A, yeah, I'd say yeah. Ty Chandler's a lock too. At this, Ty stage. Chandler has earned that RB two role. But beyond that, I mean, it's there. There are question marks about whether or not the Vikings are going to keep Dwayne McBride on the active roster. Maybe they try and put him on the practice squad. Um, Kenny Nwangu has been hurt, um, and we have not really seen him thus far. And why are you using the private chat, Ryan? <laughs> I just sent it to Miles. Come on now. <laughs> and uh, Aaron Dykes and Abram Smith have come in and, and played well, but I don't know if they're going to quite deserve a roster spot as well. So, Miles, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, where, where, what are your, where is your head at with the running back position group as a whole? And do you think the third running back is currently on the 90-man roster or elsewhere? Well, I mean, I think to start the 53-man cutdowns, there'll be three, at least three running backs on um, on the roster. So I think I think they're guaranteed. Obviously, we talked about Madison. I th- Madison and Chandler locks. I don't even want to c- include them because, like, those guys are making the roster. Um, but between Kenne, Nuangwu, and uh, Dwayne McBride, I think we'll see at least one of those guys. I think it'll be Kenne just because I think the idea – we don't know the extent of his injury, but to what it sounds like, it wouldn't surprise me if they – kept him on the roster, got through the initial cutdown days, and then put him on IR um, because I think it, it sounds like there could be a, a lingering issue that we just, don't, we, we just don't know the extent of it. But that would be my prediction so that you could um, still keep other roster players around that you don't want to cut. Um, mm-hmm. They might even keep McBride as that fourth running back. And then when they hit that waiver period, where whenever the, I think it's whatever that day is where they can um, start putting guys on IR, I think it's like – Wednesday, I'm, if Wednesday. I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think they'll wait till Wednesday and maybe even keep McBride just to like keep him around. And then maybe put um, Kenny on uh, on IR and, and then you got McBride as your third guy early in the season. And that, or there's maybe there's a guy that they they see that hits the waivers or is a free agent that they that they want to pick up. But I think I think that we might see them early on in that process, kind of keep three to four guys and then kind of figure out the roster from there. Nick Ryan, any any differing thoughts on that? 
No, I think that's right. I, I think that they are not in a position. We know that the kick return has, you know, kind of taken a step back with the new rules this year. It's not as effective, but when you have the best guy uh, in the league uh, and doing that and the way that they've spoke about him in the past, I think best in the league in as a kick returner, you don't think that he's going to be considered one of the best in the league. Oh, Ryan's going to bring some heat. Maybe not the best. I mean, Cordero Patterson's still alive and he's still kicking. Like, oh my he's God. got the most touchdowns. He's, he's, he's historic, <laughs> but he's also like 31, 32. I, uh, let me just say one of the top five kick returners in the league. There you go. Fine with that. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take a second. Don't worry. Back. He'll be hyping up Baker Mayfield by the end of the No, it's oh, okay. Nick, Nick Mullins is a top five backup quarterback in the league, too. So. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think I think Matt Daniels is, is well, getting praise about uh, him being able to do that. So I think they'll want to hold on to it. So I think Miles is right. They'll try to keep him around. And I think there are so many skilled guys at running back uh, available out there that they can wait until that uh, 3 o'clock time on Wednesday, put Kenny Wangu in IR, and then figure out the position from there. Absolutely. So, uh, so- I, I agree with Aaron, by the way. I think Kenny might get cut. I mean, or – not cut, but like if, if they can figure out a way to put him on IR or pop or whatever it is, like you got you gotta you gotta like ice him up because we haven't seen yeah. him. Mm-hmm. We yeah. literally haven't seen anything from him. We have no idea what's going on with the guy, right? Keith McBride, he he showed progress. He looked horrible that game one. I was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cut for sure. But game two, he showed a little progress. Game three, he showed a bit more progress. He he it looks like he's figuring it out. He's understanding yep. the game speed a little. He still looks slow. Still looks yeah. like he's got a little cement in his shoes. Right. But he he has shown progress. Practice squad. Like I mean, practice squad. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And like honestly, I don't think I don't think our third running back's on the roster right now. No, yeah. I agree with that. When I wouldn't I, be surprised. When I filled out my roster prediction, I it's kind of a cop out, but I just have TBD as the third running running back. I, I don't think McBride makes the team, um, at least not the, not the fifty three man. I think he makes it on the practice squad, um, and yeah, we just don't know with Kenny. So, all right, so so for our numbers perspective, we just we think three is the number with Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler for sure. I just want to make we sure get, we can, track. I think we could start. I think we could start with three and just go. For yeah, that. I hope we I hope we trade for like a Michael Carter or something. I mean that that would be the route. It could. Route. it could. James Robinson got cut from there as well. No, yep. I think yeah. that's a good. I mean, he's getting cut for a reason, though. That's two teams. I, I really like Alvin. Of... So, uh, um, <laughs> Salvin Ahmed from. Uh, yeah, Ahmed is. He's really good. Um, I've been on him for years. Yeah, I just would be. I'd be curious to see because because they have a bevy of running backs, kind of with Miles Gaskin too. Like between those two, Gaskin and and Ahmed, I'd be I'd be cool with either guy to either be honest. Guy. But yep. I like Ahmed just because I think he's super explosive. Um, and I think this backfield and a bit more bit. versatile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so we, we're, we can stretch. Ahead, we, we can stretch to, to four. Just we're keeping CJ Ham too. Yeah, so. I, oh, I, sure, I treat sure. it as wanna, its own, own that, position. Yeah. But uh, I think we're all group consensus that CJ Ham <laughs> is sticking around. Gets the well, extension. He's a he's a full he's a running back tight end like hybrid, yeah. in, yep. essentially. Um, okay, so, so we're, we're keeping gonna... seven. We have seven guys so far so on far. the offense. Yeah, are you keeping track too? I'm trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thank you, by the way, everybody who's in the comments. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button once we reach 3,100 subscribers. Someone's getting this Lake Monster hat um, shipped right to them. Um, let's keep going. Wide receiver. It's uh, – oh, wait. Let's, let's answer Aaron's question here. 
you guys see us adding a player after week one, a player doesn't get paid as much if they wait, right? It's not so much that they don't get paid as much, it's that it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Veter- for veterans, their their deals aren't guaranteed after week one uh, or are guaranteed if they're on an active roster week through uh, through week one. Um, yeah. So essentially, like, you see, we've seen guys, uh, they teams don't do it as much. Like, it'll happen on occasion, but I just don't see it as much of, like, a, a benefit unless you have a guy that truly is, like, a true teeter on your roster. Mm-hmm. Um but otherwise it – or there's we a free we, agent that, that's out there that you just want to wait on because an injury happens or something. But I just don't we think we do that with last yeah. year? There was one player that we were like, oh, that we cut him. What? And then we re-signed him the day after. Well, they the did it with Everson a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah, but that wasn't yeah. after week one. That was just no. to, like, clear I want to say it was, like, so a D tackle or something last year. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Bullard. Hmm. I can't remember. But yeah. either way, it was so we didn't have to guarantee the the, the um, sure. salary. But it might have might have been. To answer Aaron's question, I, I do think that someone will get added. I don't know that Tuesday's fifty three will be the final fifty three heading into. No, week. but he's saying after week one though, and that that's a little bit yeah. of a different scenario because like injuries happen and stuff like that. I just don't think it'll be for like financial reasons. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep the train moving. Let's go to the wide receiver position. They've historically kept. Kevin O'Connell last year kept five wide receivers on roster previous years with Zimmer and Rick Spielman. They kept six and seven back in 2021 and 2020. I have the team keeping six receivers this year. List them. Curious your thoughts. I'll I'll list them quick. I have Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison, Mm -hmm. Jalen Naylor, Brandon Powell, and I have the team keeping Tristan Jackson. My guy right there. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go, Matt. I love it. I, I This team spoke too highly of Tristan Jackson when he went down. Um, I think he showed a lot in, in training camp and even some of the preseason games, even though he maybe he didn't get all the targets that, that you would have hoped for. But I think they really like him. Um, and in an offense that's going to utilize passing a lot, you know, their top five last year um, or top seven last year, I, I just think that they're going to keep – a lot of receivers this this year. So I don't think Jalen Rager makes the team. I know, Miles, you've, you've brought this up countless times, but I think Saturday's performance was more to try and get teams to trade for him, if that's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, or or to claim him if he gets waived, because or, yep. if someone claims him, then the Vikings are off the hook for his, his money too. So Yeah. So that's what I think for wide receiver. I'm keeping six. Anyone disagree with me? I had him only keeping five just because there's some other positions. Um, I think on, on defense or, you know, you have to account for, let's say we're going to keep uh, Najee Thompson, you know, for, for a special teams role um, that it makes it a little bit more difficult to keep, keep all six. So I have, uh, you know, five of the same six you have. I just don't have him keeping Tristan Jackson um, okay. on the roster. It is crazy. The Brandon Powell like storyline, isn't it? Like brought Tell in you. to probably just be, but he's always been good. Like it's not like he's been bad. Sure, but and he's got special team flexibility. I mean, right. he can play punt and kick returner. That's the key, like, right? It's like the you know, and and it, when he's had chances on offense, he's been fine. Like not great, but somebody who can come in and gadget play, run a slant. You know, like it's not like he's making big plays after big plays, but he can come in and serve a purpose for sure. 
I like he's I not love he, this he's not he's not like an explosive downfield player the way Rager can be. Mm-hmm. But the one similarity is I think the Vikings wanted to make sure this year they brought in a guy that can compete at that return spot and that like depth receiver spot. Um, because they they were really put in a really tough situation last year when they didn't really have a true punt returner. That's why they traded for Rager. Um, and I think bringing Powell in really allowed them that flexibility to choose between the two guys. And I think Powell didn't suit on didn't suit up on Saturday. I, I kind of feel like we have five guys that are guaranteed at the at the receiver spot right now between yeah. JJ, um, KJ, Addison, Naylor, and uh, and Powell. And then if they want to bring it, keep six, whether it's Jackson or Rager, cool. Um, but I, I think we we have a like guaranteed five for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing I would say about Tristan Jackson, and this is honest question: what has has he played a role on special teams? Because I think if you're going to keep, I was going to ask that same question. Yeah, six. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to do something uh, on that. I don't know if he's been in a gunner, and maybe someone in the comments knows or pay attention. You know, hi Miles Dog. Um, but I <laughs> I, uh, I think if he's going to make the roster, it's got to be that he can contribute um, there as well. But if you're going to keep six. You know, Rager, we know, you know, can contribute uh, and, yeah. and do something on on special teams. So and he looks better. He looks he, better. He looks better only, too. I'll give him that. But Rager's only contributed on special teams when he is a returning or a returner. And if we keep Powell, who's going to take those returner responsibilities, both on punt return for sure, but potentially kick return if we don't keep Kenne, then what what what's Rager's purpose? So he's not a gunner. Where yeah. I think Tristan Jackson. In, not this year. I hadn't seen him he this did. year. No, Jackson did, did he, play Gunner on on. Did punt. he play Gunner? I, I, I remember seeing it last year for sure, but yeah, yeah. I didn't see it this year for sure. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, he he has the profile to fit that better than Rager would. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yep. But I guess the question about Jackson for me is, is he, like, so good that you're worried about him getting plucked by somebody else? Because I'm not. And that's not not anything against Jackson. I think he's been good, and I think he's had a good offseason, good camp. But I, I don't think he's like a guy that you can't find around the league. Sure. And, again, that's not to disrespect him because I think he's done well in Minnesota, and I think the Vikings like to keep him. But I don't think he's a guy you, like, you're like you worried about risking to waivers um, or like not making your practice squad as as you might have other guys that we're going to talk about as we move as we move forward. So, so that's why Nick's saying maybe we only keep five. Yeah. I would I'm say okay that, with that. I'd say we keep five for now, and then maybe if we come back and we're having another conversation, we can always add Tristan Jackson back in. All right, we'll do group consensus. Five wide receivers. Let's move to tight end, which is going to be. I think it'll be a tough decision, but I, I feel like the the coaching staff in the front office probably knows who they want to keep here. Um, historically, have only kept three tight ends, but uh, Miles, we'll start with you. Where is your prediction at when it comes to the tight end group? I know it's not this unpopular opinion, but I'm a three just because like in literally the years where the Vikings were the most run heavy, most two tight end set heavy under Gary Kubiak, they literally only rostered three, three tight ends. Mm-hmm. And I think they have better depth in this group than they did those groups. And they only kept three in that, in those groups. And again, I, I could be wrong. I'm okay with being wrong. And, um, but I just, I think, I think between, you know, obviously uh, Hawkinson and, and Oliver, you have those two locked. But it really seems like they like Munt. And they, was it O'Connell called him the best third tight, tight end, end in the league? league? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's like trying to get him to trade him or what, but um, it's just one of those situations where I, I, I think three is only needed because you have CJ Ham, which we haven't really talked too much about. 
besides the fact that we know he's going to be on the team. But like CJ Ham gives you a flexibility to allow a bigger body on the field that can block and pass pro that can mm-hmm. go out and catch the football. So that's kind of like a pseudo hybrid of a running back tight end. So to me, it would be a waste of a roster spot to keep to then keep four tight ends too. Um, I like Nick Muse, and I think he's shown a lot in year two. Um, but he's another one kind of like Tristan Jackson to me where it's not that you can't rep- – like I don't like to call these guys replaceable, but in some ways they kind of are. Like, yes, they're nice young players that you'd like to keep around. Um, but if you can keep on the practice squad, that would be my ideal scenario. Um, so that would be what I'd be doing. I think I think three just makes the most sense for where this roster is. Yeah, and I, I've really enjoyed watching Ben Sims this year um, in, in training camp and in the preseason games. I just don't know – that he's 53-man roster worthy, but he's also someone that can easily sneak onto the practice squad if something happens to the the other three tight ends. Um, you can easily, you know, elevate him and, and kind of move from there. Same with Nick Muse. Um, we've kind of had that conversation. But Nick Ryan, what are your what are your thoughts on the tight end group, as well as anybody in the comments, by the way? I I, I agree with Miles. I'd only keep three right now. Um, I was flirting with the idea a few weeks ago if they kept four, just because of, you know, the run heavy scheme. I know it's very important to them and Nick Muse has looked good during the preseason, but I think Miles is right about CJ Ham being in that position. I would say if they are doing some roster trickery uh, to start with initial 53, we could see Nick Muse kept and then released for another guy um, and then try to sneak him on the practice squad that way, because, you know, you do have to keep in mind, Nick Muse is a uh, Quesi Dofomensa pick and last year they did their best to keep all their picks and they want to th- I think they want to keep them around so you know we might see four tight ends to start but I fully expect to going into week one that we'll have uh, three tight ends uh, on a roster I could also see an early season elevation uh, for our tight end too if we can get Muse or, or Ben Sims um, on our, our practice squad because of how much time Hawkinson you know, has been, has been out um, and, and team thing and just having that, that security. But uh, I, I think three for our count is where I would land. Real Ryan? quick, Matt, to, to answer yeah. Mr. Kirk Cousins question. I think that fourth linebacker is more important than that fourth tight end, especially mm-hmm. be, again, I hate, I'm like, I'm like beating a dead horse, but like they have CJ ham. So like yeah. in a pinch, they have another big body that can help fill some of that. Whereas a linebacker, it's a little bit of a different scenario where you need different skill sets there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go off culture here. So when when we, I think we keep the same concept here, right? Of three tight ends. I I, I think that's correct. I'm gonna differ from all of you. I, I'm gonna say Nick Muse makes the team over month, and the and the main reason why. And and I'm gonna be wrong, but this is what I want to see. And mm-hmm. I'll be wrong, right? Like I I'm not always right, and or they're not always right. And I they should listen to me, like. <laughs> um. But Nick Muse, the reason why I like Nick Muse is, one, he showed a lot of progress. He's young. Johnny Munt's already, like, what, 25, 26 years old. And Nick Muse can – Super old. Super I mean, old. I'm not saying he's super old. I'm saying he's <laughs> older than Nick Muse, right? And Nick Muse can serve multiple purposes. He – like, let's say CJ Ham gets hurt, right? Nick Muse can fill that role better than Johnny Munt can. And, and I don't think Josh Oliver fills that role, and I don't think that TJ Hawkinson fills that role. So you have somebody who's a bit more versatile, kind of like why I wanted to draft Braden Willis. Obviously, he went way earlier than I th- ever thought he would, but that, that's the kind of the same concept. Nick Muse can fill that role a bit better, and yeah. I just like the progress he showed. I mean, honestly, guys, he looked great this preseason. He did. 
Like, like not great as in like the next generational guy, but like he looked like a very competent backup tight end. And I love the energy he brings. Yeah, I would rather keep Munt or uh, keep Muse than Munt if we're like, like if we're being honest, just because of that, like the things you're saying, because like long term potential and those things. But I just don't know if they see it that way. Um, yeah, but I, you know, obviously we'll see. We'll find out. We yeah, yeah. I, I think if we're yeah, if we're playing GM here, I, I agree with the Muse pick. But the way that they've talked about Mont, he sounds like he's a he's a glue guy. He knows the system like the back of his. Maybe hand. they're talking about him to trade him. Who's? Who, I mean, I I, hey, I, I have, love yeah, that. I Who's trading for for Johnny Mont though? A twenty twenty eighth seventh conditional seventh round pick. Just give it to me. Give feed me anything at this point. Stock yeah. him up. Um, let's move to the offensive line here. Uh, historically, they've kept around nine or ten. Last year, they did keep ten offensive linemen. Um, outside of the starters, Darisaw, O'Neill, Bradbury, Ingram, Cleveland. I don't know if there's a lot of question marks about this group. Um, it's more so a question of will they bring somebody else in from the outside? But I, I hope I, so. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we have seven or eight of those guys as locks. You you list off the top five, and then you have Vidarian Lowe, who I think is considered a lock. I, I think, think Blake Brandle's a lot. Blake, Blake Brandle, um, Schlotman, and then Udo. That might we might even have nine that are considered locks. Udo more contract wise, yeah. Um, than anything. Um, Can you get out of that quickly though, or no? Let me go pull it up. It's a it should be a guaranteed deal if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But he only counts. But he counts. He only counts as a one point two against your cap. So like they may be paying him more money, but he's only counts as the minimum. So like. It's yeah. not like cutting, and you no, you you don't really gain anything. You don't gain anything by cutting him because it's guaranteed. Right. So you lose yeah, right. you lose an extra million by cutting him. So it just wouldn't make sense, in my opinion, to do that. Yeah, in, I feel like we're I, all in agreement. You say keep nine, and I think that that puts us at twenty four so far. Me trying to stay well, on top. Of and, and again, yeah. and I'm not I'm not opposed to us potentially cutting somebody, and if we do, maybe a center. For a better center, right? Maybe sure. Schlotman for a better center, or maybe we do relieve Blake Brandle to have an opportunity to go play tackle because Vidarian Lowe is a quasi guy, and we bring in a more like traditional guard to kind of play that left or right guard backup position, well, like a Dalton Reisner or whatever. So, well, Chris Reed too is still on NFI. So if if they don't need to do anything with him, I don't think they might have to designate him as something. He, he as a NFI list, I think. Kenny? Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, he I'm, I'm always confused. Okay, then as long as he doesn't count when cutdowns come, then then you keep him there because he might be a reserve you could stash later in the season if he gets. Again, we have no clue what what the hell is going on with that dude, but mm-hmm. it's clear that he's he's not anywhere near ready by yeah. for week one unless they change that by next week. But I doubt that's happening. So um, that'll be an interesting situation. But he is a reserve guy that you have if he can get healthy um, that you can. I don't know what the NFI is like when you can take a guy off it though. Is it, is it if anybody knows that? Let's look. We have time. Well, while you're looking, going back to Udo, and I because I see some stuff in the comments about keeping him. One thing I would I'd mention is one, he's generally you know played well when given an opportunity, and we're all looking at that one preseason game where he had a few mental errors and and didn't look his best. I think still think he graded out well by PFF, but you know he was starting with the ones you know, that entire joint practice because 
Brian O'Neill wasn't there. And so he was the only player that went from on the offensive line that went from the ones, you know, to then playing in that game. He's playing with a whole, you know, other unit. So I would give him a little bit of slack when it comes to, you know, how that game went and historically how he's been. I, I think that they, you know, have a lot of confidence in him. It's, I would be shocked if they moved on um, just based upon how they've talked about him in the past. And I don't think I'd like him at guard, but he does have that versatility. Yeah. Miles, to answer your question on NFI players, players who begin the season on the NFI as of cut down days uh, can be activated after the team has played its first four regular season games. Okay. So if he's on the NFI, he cannot come back until week five. Week five. Okay. At this point, I mean, they probably should just do that. And it's trending that way then. Yeah. Um, yep. So that gives that gives them an extra roster flexibility because if if he is healthy in six weeks or whatever that you know time frame is, then I think you have another guy that you could bring back into the fold that you Absolutely. obviously that had has experience in this offense and is versatile um, and was actually decent when they signed him. So. Mm-hmm. So we're at nine offensive linemen, 24 offensive players thus far. Let's switch to the defense quick for the second half of this show. Um, again, thank you, everybody, in the comments, liking, commenting. Uh, be sure to subscribe. And remember, a giveaway for this hat, I think it's in the camera, um, will happen once we hit 3,100 subscribers on our Should YouTube Should we just channel. recap the, the offense? We had three quarterbacks, yep. three running backs. Well, yep. four running backs when you include Ham. Yep. Um, five wide receivers, did we say, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Five receivers, nine linemen, and three tight ends. Correct. Mm-hmm. Look at us cool. making progress from the last right? time we did right? this. <laughs> Defense is where it gets a little, little but I, and Honestly, I think on the offensive side, there's probably two players who aren't currently on the team that are going to be on the opening it's day. Possible. It's possible, yep. yeah. Yep. Running back. Very possible. And we could see trades. I think the one thing that we saw last year that maybe threw us a little bit was that Crazy made some trades. Now, yeah. I think the yeah. Vikings are – are in a slightly different position this year than they were last year. I'm not saying Blacklock and Rager were like all in trades, but they were moves you want to make to fill in your roster. Whereas this year, I don't know if they're going to be pushing as many chips early, mm-hmm. at least early um, in something like that. Correct, Aaron. We are not keeping, keeping Jalen Rager in this scenario. Could happen. Uh, or they could keep him. Who knows? Let's switch to the defensive line here. Um, this is where things – Get a little interesting, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles, do you have your list in front of you of who you who you kept on the D line? The interior D line we're talking. We're not including like outside linebacker, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have uh, three, four, five. I have six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and my and it might be five. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if it was five. But it was more of like uh, when I look at it, it's it's between uh, Bullard and Blacklock because I think Roy's kind of a lock. I think yeah. he showed enough during practice when he was healthy and into the seat, like into the preseason game that there's a lot of potential there. Um, but then Blacklock and, and Bullard, Bullard didn't dress. And so it wouldn't surprise me if he's considered a lock as well. Um, okay. But what I could see kind of what I, I tweeted this out earlier today was that I could see the Vikings cutting some veterans like a Bullard who's vested veteran that doesn't have to go through waivers, cut him. And then you, you, you make your waiver claims, keep some of the guys you want to keep that aren't sub that are subject to waivers and then you bring Bullard back, and then you give him a little bit of a signing bonus as like a reason to come back that he wouldn't be getting otherwise. Like it's more money up front in his pocket, um, mm. you know, uh, to do that type of thing. I think Munt could be that type of scenario as well um, mm-hmm. on offense. But now we're talking defense. I think we could maybe see something like that with Bullard, where you cut him, um, keep you keep the 
the Blacklock for now or whatever, and then Roy and Roy, and then you bring Bullard back after you kind of make your claims and, and all those things. Mm-hmm. So I for now, I'm going to say six. The team. So, so okay. who? So, so uh, oh, oh, let's get over to that. Wait, wait, Ruffin, let me answer, wait, hold on, Ryan. Let me answer next question, then we'll we'll get to Matt. So, Miles, <laughs> can you can you can you lace? So, can you list out yeah. your full six though for me? Yep. So I have I have Lowry, Tonga, and Phillips as like your core starters, mm-hmm. and then I have Roy, Bullard, and Blacklock as like the backups. So, so essentially, essentially Roy is your backup nose, Blacklock mm-hmm. and and Bullard is your backup ends. So you have a Sezi. Uh, getting cut would be the the, the first. It's just, it, it kind of feels that way. I mean, yeah, it kind of feels like a guy that he's a practice squad, you know, candidate to me. Um, now, I'd probably like if we're talking in terms of guys that you maybe keep, um, and maybe Bullard, you try to sneak sneak on or Blacklock. You maybe you cut Blacklock and keep Otomo. I don't know, um, but like it's probably like Otomo is kind of like that odd man out right now for me. I'm not hearing no Sheldon Day coming out of your mouth though. <laughs> yeah go ahead Matt. I, just, I just think sheldon day has flashed in his in his opportunities here um i think he was one of the best interior defensive linemen through the first three preseason games and if you depending on how you view pro, pro football focus i mean he was ranked a 90 throughout preseason um he got six total pressures and a sack i, I think he was very disruptive now that is against twos and threes he's not going against starters in one of those teams might be one of the worst teams in football this year in the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but didn't I TJ still... Smith have a good camp too? TJ yeah. Smith did, did too. I went back and forth there. And, and so he's, and he's a big boy, right? Like he's the nose yeah. tackle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I, I agree with miles. I don't think as a Tomo makes the team, um, not sure what happened there. I thought he showed flashes last year, but I just don't really think he took that next step. And Jaquel and Roy has, played better um in his opportunities but and he's Sheldon, more of like a penetrating interior guy than otomo mm-hmm. is otomo is yeah. more of that like tweener d end mm-hmm. uh yeah uh, d- uh like uh, d- defensive end in a three four four three yeah Did, I, I saw that they had him lining up on the edge a few times too right did they i missed that i, I missed that I okay they, i thought they did just trying to try him out there see what happens and that's usually sure. a telltale sign that they're trying to see everything that he can do and provide yeah. on there Was he, was your Sheldon Day like reaction because you want him on the team as well, or just more of like Matt, shut up? What do you think? What do you talk? Yeah. You know what? I I saw Sheldon Day on that roster. And I go, who? When did we sign Sheldon Day? <laughs> He's been and around I, for like I had since no last year. He was on this roster. I had no idea, and I was excited because yeah, like I liked it back in the day. Notre Dame alum, right? Like, yeah. You thought he was going to be something in this league, and he didn't become anything really. But we had him there, and he was producing. So I, I don't think he makes a, the team myself. Actually, I, I got TJ Smith okay. making the team uh, just because we do need more of a true nose. And I don't think Jaqueline Roy is a true nose. Um, and, and nobody else that has the backups, right, can really provide that. Even Tonga. Mm-hmm. Isn't really a true nose, so I think we should probably get one actual big boy up there uh, in sure. that position. So I have TJ Smith making the team because I think he had a little better camp. Um, That's fair. I got a few more looks, and I don't have Walt Bullard making the team. Nick, is your your list different? Wait, real quick, you said Tonga isn't a big. He's like three twenty. Well, I mean, Tonga. when he was drafted, he was yeah smaller. He got three twenty five. Is he? Yeah, just saying. 
Just saying. <laughs> so I I have them keeping five. Um, and so I have the the main three, uh, Bullard um, and Jacqueline Roy. When they drafted Roy, they called him a nose tackle. I don't think he really played that role much, but I think that's what they have in, have in mind. Um, I do think the reason why they're keep, they might keep five instead of six actually goes to someone, Matt, that you were highlighting uh, earlier this week on uh, Twitter or X was yeah. uh, Marcus Davenport. I think throughout camp they've had him playing – uh, inside a decent amount. And I think that that front seven is going to be uh, very flexible um, and, and fluid in how they, how they operate. They might have some of their edge guys, you know, start playing down and, and bring a bunch of different fronts. And so I think they can get away um, with only keeping five uh, up there. I thought day had a you know great camp, but, and, and good preseason. But at the same time, we saw that with, what was it? T Y McGill last year was a guy mm-hmm. that flashed and it doesn't seem like this, coaching staff or front office puts a lot of stock in those flashy preseason performances um, yeah. like other teams might, or like even Mike Zimmer uh, and Rick Spielman would uh, before. So uh, I think they can get away with keeping five. Uh, it sucks to see them move on. I, you know, I always lean towards teams wanting to keep throwing draft picks with uh, a Sezi, but I, I think that what, what they have now uh, they, they feel comfortable with those with that grouping. And going back, I kind of think for me, it's it is five. Like I think Blacklock. Yeah, I think so the, too. Yeah. I think Blacklock's the odd man out. We're locking it in. Yeah, five on the defensive line. Um, linebacker. This is a a bigger group now because of the three four. Um, but Nick, let's start with you on this. Let's start with you in the linebacker group. You can take it either if you want to do the pass rushers. If you want to do. Yeah, I'll just start with edge um, here. I think that uh, obviously they'll keep Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport. Um, you know, I think that they like DJ Wanham. I think he's been a lot of speculation early in the offseason as he could be a cut candidate just because of the cap savings and stuff. But for now, unless there's some sort of trade, I think he stays. Patrick Jones. And then I think they keep five in general. Like I said, going back to my other point with the interior rushers to kind of keep that you know, flexibility up there. Um, I think they go with uh, Luigi Villane. Uh I think that he's shown out more uh, in camp and uh, preseason. Uh, I know they gave, you know, that money to Andre Carter, but I, I know there's some been interest in teams, but I think that they can sneak into the pack, practice squad just because they haven't, he hasn't really shown much um, from what I have. I can understand if someone wanted to keep Andre Carter instead, but um, I'll go with those uh, five to start. And Matt, do you want me to go with interior as well? You do you do whatever you want. Sure, I'll just roll it in, in here. I think <laughs> keeping just four there. I think the main the main three Hicks, uh, Osmoa, and uh, Pace Junior. Uh, and then I have them keeping Troy Die. Uh, I think he's he showed out. I think he's his main function is going to be special Those teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I think that just based on his role in special teams, um, you got to keep him there. So those are my my nine uh, for the linebacker position. I have nine as well. I think we, I think we're, I think we match a hundred percent there actually. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Maybe it's between Valaine and, and uh, Whitley. Um, oh. I think it'll be, I think it'll be Valaine too. Um, but I think Whitley's looked good. And then obviously Carter's a guy like, I think you touched on, he's just someone they're not going to like, let like give up on. So obviously it's practice squad, but if they want it, didn't want to risk Carter, which I, I don't think you have to worry about, but you never know what teams being, you know, because he is a rookie, some teams mm-hmm. still favor rookies more than they do some of the veterans because they have more of a book on them. Whereas the rookies are still going off their pre-draft 
um, like assessment on these guys. And so maybe a team claims him because they, they liked him coming out, even though they didn't draft him, that type of thing. But um, so sometimes you, you don't want to risk a rookie being subject to waivers as you might a vet just for that reason. But yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be five and four um, in general. Sorry. Isn't it crazy? Um, just Ivan Pace's ascension. I know we've talked about it here. No, it's not crazy. Like, the, like we got to stop talking about it. Like, it's crazy. Fifth, or all these teams messed up not drafting him in the fourth. Like, we messed a, up that's, too. We didn't draft him. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, no, I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. All these teams, all of them, messed up not drafting him in the fourth, fourth or fifth. That's where we spotted him. We all kind of mocked him around that area. We liked him. I mean, yeah, he was small, but like he plays well. And sometimes you just got to let the tape talk and not the measurables. I, I have uh, too much uh, love for Ivan Pace Jr. I'm wearing my Miami Red Hawks. I know he, grad- <laughs> he went to the last year, but he was Let's all for, for three years. So I got to love my guys. Um, just like Ryan loves his, his Oklahoma guys. But uh, yeah, I think it's he might I, maybe another conversation you know, for another time, but he might be the one that's starting uh, on day one. So I, it's just kind of crazy the fact that he didn't have to play in the third preseason game as EGFA. We can't speak highly enough about him. We finally did get clarification, though, on the Brian Osimo injury, which was a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but glad to hear that things seem to be behind him. Um, but excited. I, The one thing that stood out to me in preseason is just, like, how fast all of a sudden we are. Like, we used to be this kind of, like, this slow defense, and then just over the course of, like, a year and a half, we're, we all of a sudden have speed on defense. It's, it's a little crazy. Um, so we agree nine – linebackers then essentially yep bringing our so total let's, let's, to 38 so 38 and then on defense obviously that's what we're not going to talk about special teams by the way no why so well we, we kind of have to just because but <laughs> it's 41 with that group but we're, we're not going to give that sure any worthy conversation here. so we're looking at what do we say five interior d linemen mm-hmm. yep five interior d linemen four five outside linebackers and four inside linebackers mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So we're at 14 on the defense right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we switch over to I, – I, on my sheet, I have it just as DBs, but we can split it up in cornerbacks and in safeties. So let's start with corners. Ryan, I haven't given you the opportunity to take a position yet, so what are your thoughts on the cornerback position? Who's making the team? Who's not? Well, I think we got four locks um, in, in Murphy, Evans, Blackman, and Booth. Those are going to be the four locks, I think. Um, I think, honestly, and I'm going to – is it Williams? Is that the special teams ace? Is that his last name? Najee Thompson. No, Najee Thompson. No, Thompson. That's right. Yeah, Thompson. I'm thinking of Joe John Williams. Uh, Najee Thompson. I think he makes a team just purely – he's going to be our Matthew Slater, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be the special teams ace. He can fill in at cornerback in a pinch. But, you know, that that's going to be his position. So, that, that puts us at five. I do think we keep six. I don't know who the six is. I don't even know if the six is on the roster. We have Joe John Williams. I think he potentially makes that team just because he's got a little bit of history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of history here. So that, that, unless there's somebody who gets cut that we just really like. But, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm all about like, hey, let's name the top like four guarantees, but like that fifth guy or that sixth guy, whatever, on all these position groups, I'm not ready to lock them in just because yeah. there's going to be so many guys around the league 
that are going to be cut or surprise cuts that we may decide to bring in. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Miles, because I did see your back and forth conversation mm-hmm. this morning on Twitter. But high, high Times KG comes in and says Booth is a lock, question mark, um, and exclamation point, by the way. <laughs> uh, you had a, an interesting conversation talking about whether or not Booth could be a cut candidate um, yeah. and why you feel like he probably isn't, but it's, it's worthy of a, of, of a conversation. Yeah, so I said I don't think he should be a cut candidate more than a trade candidate. I think he like if you're going to move on from him, you should trade him. Not just because I think you're going to get a lot of value back, but I think they don't have that that group in general doesn't have enough talent around it for me to be like, "Oh, you should just give up on Booth because he's struggled and he's been hurt." Like that to me as after a second round pick a year ago. Um that doesn't mean he's been good. It doesn't mean he has like progressed the way you'd liked him to. It just it just to me means you don't have to give up on a guy so quickly. You really don't. Like, there's no rush. Booth doesn't have to see the field. You can still, like, try and develop him behind the scenes and do those things and and kind of see if he can kind of get up to um, up to speed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you can get up to speed and, like, those things. But um, I just, I, like, I don't think there's anybody that's truly, like, holding him back. Like, like you're not, like, holding on to anybody that's, like, vital to this team yeah. in order to keep Booth. And so I just don't think it would make sense to move him um, or cut him specifically. And he made now, progress this preseason too. Like he, mm-hmm. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he like, progressively looked better from game one to two yeah. to – I mean, he didn't play a ton in game three. But like when he played, he played – like, you, again, we're talking about a guy who has all the talent yeah. in the world. Yeah. Now he's just got to figure it out in the head. And I'm not saying well, that he will. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you don't give up on a guy with that amount of talent that you got in the second round. Early because in the second he got round. Early, like, yeah, really early in the second round. Because he got hurt a bunch in his first year, and then he's making his way back in year two. Like, right. And, again, yeah, of course it would be great to see him, like, take that job from Evans right away. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been great to or see. Or Blackman or Blackman. Or, like, or, right. or whatever, right? right? But, like, also, Evans has played his ass off. Like, yeah. like we're we're talking like uh, who who is uh, who's the Seattle guy that got taken in like the sixth round? Tariq Tariq Woolen. Yeah, Woolen, right? Like sometimes you just find these guys in the later rounds that actually are really freaking good that we all just mm-hmm. missed on, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 all of us I think liked Evans coming out of Missouri, but like we weren't like that high on him. Mm-hmm. Look at him now, right? Like he's no, a baller, yeah. and Booth has got to play up to that. But yeah, you don't give up on a guy like with Booth's skill set in year two. Mm-hmm. There's zero chance. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I was going to say, and also kudos to uh, Kwesi because wasn't uh, Evans the guy that he sat in the dark room late at night yeah. watching? Yeah. So that was the one guy he didn't want to leave the draft without. So that's <laughs> for, all, for all you people out there. Gave up uh, two force to get him. <laughs> Uh-oh, Nick's frozen. Did we lose Nick a little bit? He's coming Hello? back. He's there coming he back. There he is. There he is. Oh, I didn't realize I was gone. Um. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with what's what's been said. You have to also think about, you know, from a team perspective, if Booth somehow pans out from here and he hasn't been impressive so far, the value that you would get from a corner that's skilled like that is incredibly high. So why would you give up on on an asset? And we look at Quissy as a guy that likes to buy low on 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 stocks and uh move high. He doesn't have to trade any assets for a buy low candidate. He's already there on, on the roster. So um, there's no reason to give up on Booth now. There's no one there that's an obvious choice to take his place. We just need to work on keep developing a guy. Um, and also, 
Booth was hurt a lot last year. And then this is his first year in a brand new defensive system. You know, that's a lot different than, than the one last year. So just give him some more time to, to prosper in advance. And it fits his skill set much better than it did last year for sure. Yeah. So we have five cornerbacks then. Well, I think six if you include Najee Thompson, right? Thompson, yeah. Thompson's going to be that. Because I think, I think Joe, Joe on Williams is a guy you need to keep, not just because okay. of the okay. familiarity with the, with the defense, but his size. I, you don't have that big outside physical receiver, like cornerback besides Evans. Yeah. Um, Williams is the only other guy with that like skill set. Um, and so I think he's just a guy that at this stage, unless you find somebody that you think could come in and steal that job, I just think like it should be six. Because of a Najee Thompson, I think it's going to be six with Thompson for sure. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. five like cornerbacks, and then you have Najee Thompson as like your um, as your uh, special specialist, special teamer, and then a guy that's like your your obviously last cornerback in the group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then the final group we get to talk about is the safety hey, real, group. Real quick, this uh, T. Kubler. Like, it's not that he's not like it's okay to like. I think we're all in agreement that like Booth hasn't lived up to his draft status. I, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. I don't think anybody's saying that like he hasn't been bad or that like he doesn't need to improve drastically. It's that not everybody plays or like progresses at the same route that you would like them to. Yes. Would it make sense for this team if Booth was doing what Evans was like is doing now? Yeah. And I think, I think we'd all probably feel a lot better about it because we expected Booth to be what Evans is now. Um, and he like, may like, have been if had he not gotten hurt last right. year. Right, but you also like reverse those roles where like if you think about Evans as the second round pick and Booth as the fourth, you're probably not as upset about it. <laughs> like you know, like if you get that type of play from Evans, it's okay that Booth isn't as good as long as you know if Booth can still you know be a depth player. Like if if Evans was only a depth player and Booth was your starter, we'd be sitting here praising Quasi Odafemensa for well not praising, but we'd be saying how good of a pick it was. And, but I think if, if Evans can still stay in that trajectory and then you look at Booth as like a fourth round pick, I know he wasn't, but I'm just like playing a hypothetical here. Like it kind of makes you feel better about that situation in itself, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Yep. We're all in agreement. All right. Before we switch to the, the safety group, the comments, fantastic. T Kubler, high times G KG Aaron. I mean, there's been a, a bunch of you guys in here. So thank you for that. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and anywhere you get your podcast. The final group, there's been a lot of talk about this group. It's the safety one. Miles, curious to get your thoughts first on this on this group. Um, this might be like the toughest one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like even the best we, for last, man. Right, right. Like when we talk about it, so when you look at, you have the obvious locks, like we'll, we'll continue to say locks, but like Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, Josh Mattelis and Lewis Seen. I think those four are locks. Now it comes down to Theo Jackson and Jay Ward. And if you keep both those guys, because special teams and just like depth um, and like versatility, because when you add in this, I think they're going to have a lot of DBs on this, on this roster, no matter what, because mm-hmm. when you add in kind of how um, Brian Flores likes to play the dime packages, you know, Josh Mattelis is kind of playing that star role you're going to need more DBs than you might need in other defenses. And yeah. so I think it's more of like who, who fits that role. And I, I, I personally just really like Jay Ward. Maybe I'm just being a little biased just because well, I he's like got the pre-draft. versatility to play corner too. Right. And so like, there's that in a pinch type of scenario where like he can play a different style of like role for you if you need him to. And maybe you train him to be a Mattelis replacement. 
Now, friend of the show, Josh Metellus, I would say that we want him back. But, like, right. you know how the business is. Um, but then Theo Jackson kind of just stepped up and, and had a pretty good camp in preseason. So, yeah, he's a hard guy to, like, want to let go um, because he showed enough. Um, and I think Scene might not be quite where we'd like him to be. I'm not saying Scene – I like Scene. I think – I still think there's potential with Scene. But kind of like Booth, he's a guy that hasn't lived up to his draft pedigree. To, a, to the point where you have guys behind him, where I think safety is a little bit more of those guys pushing scene than there are guys in, at cornerback pushing booth in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's why I think it makes it a little bit harder at, at, at safety than it does corner. But you're not cutting Lewis scene for obvious reasons. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't have any issues with keeping six. Now, I've stopped doing the math in my head. So, I Matt, if we do six. We're at 20 right now. I think we're at 20. We're we're if we keep six and have the three specialists, this is a we're exactly at fifty three. So yeah, yeah, we can keep okay, six. Cool. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm 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 going six because it like and may, and maybe they don't keep all six guys, but like I think at the start of cuts, I think they're going to keep all six safety. I just yep. don't see not to. Yeah, I have them keeping six as well. Unless um, unless we, yeah, but like swap. why? Well, well, right. Well, but like my only thing is unless they want to swap like a, a Nick Muse for a Theo Jackson that type of thing. Yeah, but I don't see a, a Jay Ward getting cut. He's a rookie, you yeah, know, guy same. they drafted in the fourth middle rounds. Pick. Yeah, fourth round pick. Like that's not just like a nothing pick, and he's been good enough to stay on a roster as a rookie. I'm not that's saying he's been nasty as hit. He just right, had to. Right. Like, and I'm not. I'm not saying he's like your Ivan Pace. We're like, oh man, that dude's really exceeded expectations. No, he's kind of just been there and made yeah. some good plays. Like obviously that sack was 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 legit. But um, I don't know. I I just don't see the need to like cut a J word at this point. It just wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah. So, the, the only one I can see maybe not, maybe not making the team is Theo Jackson. He doesn't have the name recognition. He doesn't have the draft pedigree. Maybe you can subject him to waivers and slip him through potentially. But again, like right now for the sake of this practice, we have the space for him. Mm-hmm. It goes to miles's point though. Like every team has that, like that guy where it's like, yeah. could you sneak him on? And you most likely probably can. Like I, I think you could get Theo Jackson on weight or on, on the practice squad. So uh, I've been pushing the six safety train for the last few weeks. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm feeling good about our, our prediction getting to this point. But uh, I would just remind that Theo Jackson was on a practice squad last year, and and we swiped him from uh, the Tennessee Titans. And yep. so I and he was on our 53 for the rest of the year. Uh, I think that we we really like him. He's a versatile guy. Uh, and I think that his stock has only improved through training camp and uh, and the preseason. So I, well, you know, he's not doesn't have the name recognition because I think he was what like a sixth or seventh round pick last year. Um, I th- I think that we would struggle uh, to get him through on the practice squad just based upon you know his history. And we can keep him. He can play versatile role. He can play on special teams. Um, I don't see any reason why you know we would drop him for for anyone else. And then Jay Ward, like. You know, they always talk about a guy being versatile. So what he played corner, linebacker, safety in, in college. Well, that just means that he didn't specialize in any position. And now that he's getting to the NFL, he's got to specialize in a certain spot. And that's been safety so far. So I think they knew that going in that he was going to need some time to develop and just focus on one position. So I don't see that there's any reason why, you know, they would get rid of uh, Jay Ward after what we've seen. He's not been Willie Beavers, uh, level <laughs> back, which is the last fourth round guy. Uh, yeah. that we cut. So I, I'm all for keeping six here and this being our 53. All right. We've done it. 
Um, there are a couple questions here that I want to get to before we kill this show. Um, Gary asks, I've always wondered how the NFL chose 53 on the roster. Does anyone here know that answer? I'm not sure why they came up with that specific number. Um, I think it's when you look at this, so it's 11-11 it's on both sides, so 22, and then you need depth behind each position. So what is that? Like, what's that math? 40, 44. 44, and then you need – I think they probably looked at quarterbacks as like three back then. Quarterbacks, yeah. specialists. Um, I, I don't know I don't know why 53, but you can kind of get to like close to 50 pretty easily when you just look at like – the starters and, starters the and backups and backups. But yeah. from there, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's logic somewhere. Well, they, they the only, internet. and then they only dress 46 on game days. Mm-hmm. That's true. So yeah. that's also another part. Um, yeah. I don't, that part, I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> like That one doesn't make sense to me in any way. Um, but yeah. Um, the last question, high times KG, any surprise cuts that we see? I think the, the biggest surprise is probably Jalen Rager. I don't think anybody here thinks he makes the team. I don't know if um, he's a surprise. Maybe, maybe if he gets if he gets waived and not claimed, I'd probably be a little bit more surprised because I think that's what sure. the Vikings are are hoping for if they can't trade mm-hmm. him. Um, let's think of that. Should we go? There's through always that? a surprise, right? There like, is. Like we do this every year, and then we yep. get somebody that's like, "Oh shoot, he got Whoa, cut. he got cut." I mean, yeah. I think Booth. I think Booth would would be an obvious surprise. Like, I'd be shocked. Yeah, but like, because I know it's come up. I don't think it's happening. But if it does, I, I, I guess I would, I would hesitate to say a surprise cut, but a surprise trade could be somebody like Ezra Cleveland. Like they could, they could look to trade somebody like that in a contract year. See, Ooh. if they had brought in, uh, what's his Reisner. name, Reisner, Reisner, still, still could they, though. Yes, but like I think feel like they would have done that earlier and then traded Cleveland. But sure. I just it wouldn't make sense heading into week one to like trade Cleveland now. Now I think come cut now come trade deadline, if the Vikings aren't, you know, in a good position, I could see them trading away players. But yeah, right now I just don't I, like if they had a backup to really push Ezra Cleveland, I could see that. But they just don't have anybody behind him. Like who the fuck who is who is replacing Ezra Cleveland if you trade him? Like you'd literally have to go out and sign Dalton Reisner, like you'd have to. Mm-hmm. This is this is a little um, outlandish, I think. But like, could Cam Bynum be a surprise cut? No, 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 no. They like trade, they, maybe, they, tra- again, trade maybe, but not a cut. They like no. they like Bynum way too much. Like I like if like, again if Scene had done just enough, trying to think of scenarios. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think crowded if room. Had, if Scene had done enough, like that's a different scenario. But he just hasn't done enough. Yeah, to like warrant even warrant that. What other positions though? Um, I, uh, r- r- Patrick quick, Jones, yeah. DJ Wanham. I'm not saying again, I'm not we just saying don't those... have anyone pushing him, do we? Andre right. Carter, uh, maybe, but like, I don't know. yeah, I mean, not that our Andre Carter is pushing him, but more so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's the potential Oli, of him. Oli Udo, <laughs> yeah. like, could you yeah. trade Oli Udo? Like, so, so, so when I think about this, I think about it from the standpoint of who's got good uh, cap savings if they were to cut him. And just not living upset. So DJ Wano, I, th- I think fits that. I think that they might save over two million um, sure. if if they let him go. Um, and then they obviously like Andre Carter. They gave him all that money and stuff like that. So Whitley I can or somebody, yeah. 
I could potentially see that. Like, wh what would they benefit from doing this price cut? Usually, it's a financial reason, right? So, can we, I think can we bring Zach McLeod back? That dude just <laughs> <started> <laughs> after, after the third preseason game, he looks yeah, like Reggie Wade out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I did put this on the screen just a minute ago, and I'm going to bring it back. So we have um, Kebler, Kebler. I don't want to say the last name, Kebler. Um, put out here that, you know, we traded up for, I, I'm assuming he's talking about Booth because he did have a lot of injury history. He also said Quazy, but Queasy. Yeah. Queasy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, um, and I'm going to take that off. But the thing is, is you're going to take risks on players who do maybe have an injury history when you can get them at value. Yeah. Andrew Booth at the height of his Clemson career, top 10, top 15 player. Yeah. In this, he would have been a, draft, been a first draft. round pick, and I know yeah, obviously he, if, he was. If hurt, he had a clean so bill of health yeah. throughout his college career, or maybe one injury here or there, he's a top fifteen player. Yeah. His tape showed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had some injury history. That's why he dropped to the second round. Well, that's a good value there. That's that's yeah. not bad process and by Quasi well, in that moment. I also think it's it's obvious that the Vikings viewed that cliff after him in the draft. Like you remember when. All the cornerbacks kind of went early in the second round too. I kind yeah, of feel like, like McCreary viewed, and yeah, Gordon, uh, all those guys. Gordon, yeah. yeah, I kind of feel like they viewed like Booth as the last guy on that like ledge, yeah. and then everybody and sure, else. Sure, if Quasey was smart enough to see Woolen as that next guy, right? That, like we, but like obviously that you know he, he wouldn't have fell to the sixth if it was. Yeah, it was a lot of people didn't see that. Right. Yeah. So last last question. We're push. We're over an hour now, so I want to I want right. to cut it. Um, but Gary's question after watching the preseason games, he's concerned about our depth. How do we feel about our depth? We've been concerned about that for years. If you've been watching this show, <laughs> I was more, no, I don't think anybody's saying that Wanham's getting cut. They're just, we're just talking about surprise cuts and like surprise, why, yeah. why, why they could, could be surprised. Happen. Not, not that he, we think he will. Um, but I, I've been worried about it too. I think maybe I thought the bottom of the roster was a little bit better. And now I think in some it areas is. it's, it is. Mm -hmm. But in some, but I, I think what this roster doesn't have is the top end talent in some of the areas that it's had in the past. Yes, like I used to always call this roster like super top heavy with no no depth. Now mm -hmm. they have a little bit better depth, but the the top of the roster isn't as heavy. Um, besides the obvious guys, but like in terms of like your starters on the de the defensive line starters, it's just like gross to me. Like mm -hmm. not that those guys can't be, aren't NFL players; they clearly are. But, like, I think Harrison Phillips and Kyrus Tonga are more, like, rotational guys and maybe, like, starters, but not your top starters. Like, you should have two guys ahead of those guys on the depth – or not even on the depth chart, but, like, playing next to. Like, Harrison Phillips should be the third best defensive lineman on your D-line, in my opinion, not your first. And right. so, like, those types of things. I, I, I think they're kind of a lot on that scheme and the multiple fronts and the yeah. blitzes to make up for, for that defensive line. But, you for know, sure. I, I, I agree. I think that there is depth in select areas. You know, you talk mm -hmm. about Kevin O'Connell, you know, Johnny Mutt being the third best guy in the league. We're struggling at wide receiver. I think we're, we're pretty good there. I mean, if, you know, offensive line, like we, we have noble guys that don't feel great about it, but I tackles, I, I tackle, I feel good. Obviously, we're talking about keeping six safeties. We got good depth there, but it's just like in certain pockets that they're good at, at uh, scouting um, that we just need to prove in a few different areas moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I agree. So um, that's all. I think that's, Unless you guys have anything else, we just went for a full hour. So, 
Miles, I think, is ready to to clock out here for the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate everybody uh, joining us this afternoon on your Sunday afternoon ahead of roster cutdown. That's that's kind of the the group that we have. Uh, we'll cut this up into offense and defense as well, so you can listen to just each one individually instead of the full hour long episode here. Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, the the season is just a few weeks away, and we have a pretty good content plan coming out uh, for the season. Nick will not be with us the next couple of weeks. He's heading to Europe, um, so he'll be away as soon as he joins the CTP group. But Miles, Ryan, myself, Jason, Flip will all be here in some capacity. So, um, yeah, we'll be back Tuesday night for a live show, which we will be switching back to Wednesday nights. Um not this week, but the week after. So until next time, at everybody. At Lake Monster, by the way. At Lake Monster. True. That is true. We'll be live at Lake Monster on September 6th. So, um, yes. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, Skull Vikings. Mm-hmm.